everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady with my co-host, JC. It is a pleasure to be back here, ladies and gentlemen. Wendy, thank you again for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining me. You make uh, my podcast really come together. I think we hold each other accountable, but you have skills that I will never have. And I, I'd like to say the opposite as well. <laughs> oh, you absolutely do have skills I don't have. And I learned a lot about that when I opened up USA Today and read all about you, Wendy Sellers. What's going on? Yeah. So just recently I was, um, you know, there's an article about me written in USA Today. So super, super excited. It was definitely a like, wow, this is happening moment. And, you know, you know me, I'm very direct and honest and blunt. So I'm just happy that they liked that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be seeing you on the Today Show before we know it. Let me tell you. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'm not opposed to it um, as long as it's not 10 degrees out to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, when when the temperature gets cold like that, people turn the heat on, Wendy Sellers. And when the heat's going on, the bills are going up and things have to get paid. And it's hard to pay things nowadays when there is a concern about a recession, believe it or not. And despite initial concerns about a recession, recent economic growth defying predictions has eased many of those fears. However, economists have cautioned about a potential recession later in 2023 or early 2024, but businesses are remaining vigilant, prioritizing cost cutting, increasing ROI and efficiency. There's a lot going on there. And I, I think when it comes down to it, Wendy, it's all really about your your turnover and attracting employees and retaining and all that. Uh, you talk about that all the time. This connects somehow, right? Yeah, I really, I mean, the past couple years has 100% been about attracting good staff retaining good staff. And so I want to go back and repeat, repeat that. It's not just attracting and retaining people. It's attracting good staff and retaining those good staff. And, you know, some people will um, blame employees or candidates on not having the knowledge, skills, and abilities. But let's face it, a lot of the knowledge, skills, and abilities that are needed in today's workforce are brand new. Yeah. So if you're looking for somebody with 20 years of experience of a chat GPT, okay, you're on crack, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> not going to find yeah, so it. We have to be realistic in the skills that we want people to bring. And then on top of that, once we've discovered like, okay, there's very few people with those skills, we have to set it up in our companies that says, okay, we want this skill or the capability to learn that skill. There it is. We'll hire the person that has the capability, which means you have to do a lot of assessments in the interview process, even if it's an internal candidate. And then you have to put together a training and development program, whether it's technical training, soft skills trainings, management training, you name it. If we cannot find candidates that have those skills, we have to develop them, which means we need to spend some cashola, some money in order to make that happen. And so if you do want your companies to continue to succeed or improve their you know, return on investment, you're going to have to actually put an investment into your employees. No longer acceptable excuse of, oh, they'll just figure it out because it's not happening. You bring up a really great point that got me thinking right away. Um, when we read some of these postings, yeah, they're talking about all these years of experience required, et cetera, et cetera. One thing that you don't hear talked about too much, I mean, you hear about it, but maybe not so much a hallmark for attracting some of that talent, but it's, it's the reinforcement of culture. If you are in the process of, 
adjusting, adapting, changing your culture, and you've got someone that does not have the 20 years experience, but they have the potentials, but they're bringing a positive attitude and willingness to learn, and they they fit the mold of what your vision, mission, and, and values are for the for the future of the culture of your organization, that alone could be a hallmark of bringing someone on board too, though, right? Oh, absolutely. They could start out, you know, being an observer saying, hey, these are the processes and the forms and the policies and the practices we need to change while they're learning the knowledge, skills and abilities that's needed, whether they're doing external training, internal training, you name it. But yeah, 100%, if you're looking for leaders, leaders, um, you know, are very difficult to find. And we, it drives me nuts that we just promote people into supervisors and then we, we expect them to come back tomorrow and be a leader. They're not even a manager yet. Never mind a leader. Now, I do want to stop and say real quick, you could be a leader. Um, without have a management role. Yes. And then you could be a manager, but you don't have any leadership skills. Now, ideally you would be both on all sides, but the reality is it does, it, that's not always the way it works. And the other reality is a lot of people are smart enough to know that being a manager is incredibly stressful. And if you're not naturally comfortable with taking on management responsibilities or true leadership responsibilities, active listening, communication, feedback, you know, getting people together to brainstorm, that's what a real leader is. Um, if you're not comfortable with that, you know what, maybe management isn't for you, but you could be a, um, a subject matter expert, for example, in, in whatever department that you're in. I instantly think of strategic thinking and critical thinking and, and aligning with strategic goals, things of that nature. It really stands out. You know, leaders, they are urged to comprehend all the opportunities that are on the table, the benefits, the challenges, and even risks. And some of those risks deal with emerging technology. Now, look, the focus on creative talent attraction, candidate engagement and employee engagement is going to continue to persist across all industries uh, within all spectrums of business right now. But moving forward into quarter four, Artificial intelligence, particularly in human resources, is a prominent and uncertain topic, not just in Q4, but in Q1 and Q2 of this following or upcoming year as well. So that's where leaders are urged to also understand, comprehend not just the opportunities, benefits and challenges that deal with the regular workforce and leadership goals, etc., but also all of that that's associated with artificial intelligence. It's such a big thing. I do a lot of training uh, for HR people and for managers um, and for nonprofits as well on how to use AI, specifically ChatGPT and Google Bard, um, to develop policies and job descriptions and communication pieces. And I'm telling you, AI is it's changing the world. Now, I am of the mindset that I really don't think in the big picture it's going to replace humans at work just because uh, we have other humans at work and humans require human interaction. Even if you don't like people, you eventually do require some kind of communication, some feedback, yeah. some, you know, asking Q and A. So for the folks that are afraid of AI, you know, I, I get it. De- definitely don't let it, uh, you know, get into your databases and into your, even your computer systems. So be careful what it, you attach it to. But AI in general, above and beyond chat GPT and Google Bard, we've been using it for quite some time. We may have just not identified it as that term. We've just saying, Oh, it's a software plugin. We're going to add this to our HRIS system, our payroll system, our marketing system. Guess what, folks? That was already AI. 
AI. We just didn't, it wasn't in our, in our face front and center. Other things that I did want to talk about, JC, you know, just kind of jumping back a little bit, because I did talk about this in my USA Today article is in 2021, which we were still in the pandemic across the, the globe, um, most people who quit their jobs voluntarily cited six uh, reasons, low pay, no opportunities for advancement, feeling disrespected at work, yikes, child care issues, low flexibility for scheduling, and that includes remote work options, and disappointing benefits. Like, wow, that's that's straight out there. And I'm telling you, each one of those, I, I'm i like, yep, yep, yep. And that's from the Pew Research. That's not from Wendy Sellers. You know, some somebody else went out and did this in this uh this information and these these surveys of hey how why did you quit your job voluntarily so Pew Research Center gives those six top reasons and they're one hundred percent true and for those of you that today are saying okay we're looking at our pay and we're trying to change our pay that's great but you still have to change other things too so pay is one of the number one things but even if a company has really competitive compensation and benefits. You still have to have everything else. You still have to treat your employees with respect. You still need to make sure that they they understand the opportunities for advancement. Where can I be in one year, three years, five years, and how do I get there? And then so on and so forth. Question, what was that uh, number again on disrespect? Uh, disrespect, what number was it? I, I don't necessarily think it was any kind of order. It was, I'm looking at the Pew Research one right here. It was actually the third item that pew research said employees who quit said that was their reason now it wasn't necessarily in that order when i read it but pay no, no opportunities gotcha. for advancement and then feeling disrespected at work feeling disrespected at work comes down to culture as well and culture fit is one of the main reasons people wind up leaving a job one of the top three she just said it right there look 73 percent of professionals have left a job because of a poor culture fit and companies with high engagement have a 19 percent increase in operating income and a 28 percent increase in earnings growth because the culture is changed and people are quite a bit more engaged. 94% of executives and 88% of employees believe a distinct workplace culture is essential to business success. And employee engagement ultimately is a crucial concern. And it is a it is being addressed through strategic use of benefits and efforts to rebuild trust aiming to prevent those toxic work cultures and reduce turnover costs one more thing for you according to gallup's state of the global workplace 2023 report employees who are not engaged or actively disengaged ultimately cost the world the entire world 8.8 trillion dollars in lost productivity and that's equivalent to nine percent of the global gdp so even though disrespect didn't have a number right there cited from Pew, well, there's some stats, numbers, and everything to back it up for you, Wendy. I got your back right there. Yeah, it's it, it really is. I mean, it's the numbers are there. If you're shaking your head and saying, no, that's not the reason why, well, then your business isn't going to really do that great. And, you know, whether you like the facts or not, the facts are there. If we're not treating our people well, and that encompasses a lot of things. It, it, for me, it really encompasses of training managers how to be managers, not just slapping a title on them and expect them to come back a new person the next day. We often point our fingers at managers 
And because the managers are a main reason why employees leave, but it's the business's fault for putting them in a management position and not helping the manager be successful. Often I see people get promoted into management position because they just don't want them to quit. So they say, oh, okay, come here over here, Wendy. We'll promote you so you don't quit. Here's some more money. Here's a, here's some title. All right, see you back tomorrow doing the same exact thing. But now you have a team of five underneath you and we've given you no skills, no tools, no resources, no training to do that job. So folks, please, if you're listening today, I really, really encourage you to stop and take a look at your management team look at their skills. Um, are they the right people on the job? Can they be trained up? Can they be transferred into another position? Ask managers what they need to be successful and then listen. I don't know. Shut up and listen. Take notes and act on it. Feedback both ways is super important. That is how you're going to make your, um, your company succeed reduce turnover and improve attraction because the word's going to get out that you're just an amazing company with great company culture. You're talking about training. Believe it or not, nearly 59% of employees claim that they had no workplace training and that most of their skills were, believe it or not, self-taught. 74% of workers are willing to learn new skills or retrain in order to remain employable. 70% of employees would be somewhat likely to leave their current job to work for an organization known for investing in employee development and learning. And 34% of employees who left their previous job were motivated to do so by more career development opportunities. That is so true. I mean, the biggest thing that, and I don't care what age you are, you know, we always like pit these eight, uh, you know, millennials against Gen Z and against baby boomers and Gen X. And listen, regardless of what your, uh, what the ages of your employees, most employees want similar things, not the same things, but most employees want a good a work environment. They want to feel, Hey, I did a good job today. Could somebody tell me that? And I know it's hard for many of you to do that. You're like, well, I pay them. Isn't that enough? No, I'm sorry to tell you it's not enough. (laughs) We do have to say great job. You know, here's here's what you did well. Here's some room for improvement. And we want people walking out the door at the end of the day, even when they didn't have a do a great job or they struggled knowing that you, their manager, has their back and you're going to work on it together tomorrow, that they're not getting terminated unless they are. Then you have to be very clear about that, too. So people know what their expectations are. Wendy, I read the USA Today article. This discussion has been such a a vast expansion on that uh, for anyone that hasn't read the article yet. Where are some of the best places to find that on the internets? Sure. You can just go right to my homepage of my website, www.thehrlady.com. And there is a link that says insights from Wendy Sellers, the HR lady on how to retain employees and find great talent in a challenging landscape. So thank you, USA Today, for highlighting me in there. Super appreciate it. And thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Take care.